0: Plus Size Nerds. This is Nancy Basile. Today's episode is the audio from a Facebook Live I did about the five best TV shows that you can watch on Hulu. You'll hear me talk about cutting the cord and why we chose Hulu, but we have been very, very happy with their service. So these are the five best shows. And so today's episode is brought to you by Hulu. You can start plans at Hulu at only $5.99 a month. It does include commercials, but quite frankly, they're short and it doesn't bother us that much. So you can go to PlusSizeNerd.com slash Hulu to start your seven-day free trial of Hulu. And here is the episode. Do you Hulu? Last year, my husband and I cut the cable cord. We were spending way too much money on cable, way too much. We have Comcast, or had Comcast, and went with streaming. So we've got Netflix, of course, we have Amazon Prime, of course, and we have Hulu. So today, I am talking about the five best TV shows on Hulu that plus-size nerds should be watching, and a bonus show on top of that. I'm Nancy Basile and I created Plus Size Nerd to make an empowering space for plus size women who want to celebrate both their curves and their fandoms because we deserve our own time to shine. If you've never been here before, please be sure to like my page before you take off. And also I want to let you know that every show I'm talking about today and the services I'm talking today will be linked in the description. And I think they're actually already linked in the description. Some of those are affiliate links, which means I earn a small commission if you sign up or buy anything through those links, and it all goes to support Plus Size Nerd. So thank you very much. All right, back to Hulu. Not a lot of people have, not as many people have Hulu as they do Netflix. And you know now Disney's got their own streaming service coming, so I'm a little concerned that our streaming services are going to end up, you know, costing as much as com. You know our cable did hey uh total before we cut the cord but before that day comes we're enjoying the streaming life and hulu i'm finding i really enjoy i actually didn't think i would enjoy the original shows i basically was just we just signed up you know to make sure that we got to see like um cable shows you know the the basic cable shows like Stuff on Comedy Central and things like that, but it turns out that I really do like the original Hulu shows. So I'm going to jump in with my top five plus size nerd TV shows on Hulu, and throw in the bonus at the end. All right, so I'm going instead of counting down five, four, three, two, one, I'm going to start with number one because you all know exactly what I'm going to say. I bet. Let's all say it together. The number one TV show on Hulu is. The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. Set in a dystopian future, a woman is forced to live as a concubine under a fundamentalist, theocratic dictatorship. What does all that mean? Well, you know, this show is based on a book, but it's very timely (laughs) because we're living in kind of a chaotic world right now where there are these push and pulls between two different you know ideologies, and this show takes it way to the extreme to show you know what it would be like if women had no rights were just considered to be you know birthers um, it's fairly i'm gonna I'm gonna confess something I don't watch this show <laughs> I don't watch this show because if I did, I would curl up in a ball and ball my eyes out and never come back out. Um, it would affect me way too much if I watched this so I, I just wouldn't even be able to handle it So my husband though watches the show as do a lot of you and a lot of other people and they freaking love it And it's got Alexis Bledel and Elizabeth Moss and Joseph Fines, And they're all excellent actors and the show's supposed to be really really good It's been it's let's see it won a Golden Globe in 2018 for best drama and best actress in 2017 it won Emmys for actress Supporting Actress, Directing, Drama Series, and it's been nominated like a gazillion times for all kinds of stuff. Too many of them, too many nominations for me to even list. But yeah, I can't bring myself to watch it because it just would be too upsetting. (laughs) A lot of people like watching it because they get like fired up, like ready to fight the good fight, but um it's a little too on the nose for me right now. Even though it's you know dystopian and it's fiction, it, it's just too much for me. So that is number one. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I knew that you knew what I was going to say was number one. So that is number one on Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale. All right, number five is a Marvel show. Marvel show that's not on Netflix and um, doesn't get a lot of hype for some reason. But number five is Marvel's Runaways. Very good show. Great drama, great casting, very creative casting. It's not, you know, the same kids that you see all the time on stuff. After discovering their parents are supervillains in disguise, which is like the darker side of Disney's Descendants, <laughs> a group of teenagers band together to run away from their homes in order to atone for their parents' actions and to discover the secrets of their origins. And um, there's a lot of X-Men Mutiny goodness in there with these runaways. It's a diverse cast. It's a wonderful drama. Um, and if you love superheroes, like I love superheroes, it lives in the superhero world. You get to see, you know, this group of kids trying to redeem their origins and what their parents have done as supervillains. It's just really great. And bonus nerd factor of runaways, James Marsters. James Marsters is on this show. If you're a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, you know who I'm talking about. James Marsters played Spike, uh, the vampire, and he was a fan favorite character. I met him twice. I met him twice in my life. That was back before I had kids, and I went to cons all the time and did all kinds of fun stuff. (laughs) But anyway, James Marsters is on this show. So that's like an uh, an extra nerdy bonus there for Runaways. Okay, so number five, Marvel's Runaways. Number four. Future Man. Now, hold on. Hold on. Future Man. And I'm totally serious. One thing you may or may not know about me. I am super nerdy. But I love a good, raunchy comedy. Especially a Seth Rogen comedy. Um, One of my favorite movies of all times is, um, uh, what's it called? The End of the World? Is it just called The End, The End of the World with James Franco and Seth Rogen and, you know, it's the apocalypse and all this. Oh, my gosh. I've, I love that movie. I could watch it over and over and over and over and over and over and um, So I love Future Man. It's executive produced by Seth Rogen and his partner, um, Evan, Evan Goldberg. I couldn't remember. And... Uh, they also directed several episodes. It wasn't created by those two, but they they have their their creative myths in there, which is partly why I like it. It is like sci-fi meets the raunchy comedies of like Sausage Party, Super Bad, <laughs> and all that good stuff. I love raunchy comedy. It's a weakness. But this is a great show because it takes the sci-fi uh, tropes and video game tropes and slaps it into reality, which is where a lot of the comedy comes from. So the plot is Josh Futterman, who's played by Josh Hutcherson from Hunger Games fame, and he's excellent, is a janitor by day and a gamer by night. He's recruited by mysterious visitors to travel through time to prevent the extinction of humanity. So it's like this huge, big plot. But they end up with all these very human problems. These video game people um, are trying to to deal with humans and be more human, which is also part of the fun. He's like this goofy guy who's been tasked with saving the world. It's it's got like the galaxy quest vibe to it. It's got you know the super bad vibe to it. It's so good. I really like it. No awards to speak of. Whatever. That doesn't mean it's not awesome. You will love it as a plus size nerd. I'm telling you. And it also starred um, Glenn Headley. Uh, is um, one of the parental figures, I believe. RIP Glenn Headley, I loved her. Um, and season three, can you believe it? They're gonna be on season three. I bet you didn't even know there was more than one season. Season three starts in 2020, next year. So you got you got some time to catch up on it. And there is a link to that show uh, directly in the description. All the links are over there in the description. Okay, number three. At number three on hulu is my girl veronica mars oh my god don't you just love veronica mars i love veronica mars so this is season four and it's straight on hulu like god love hulu they revived veronica mars to bring back season four and i think there's only like eight episodes i think there's only eight but mm, veronica mars goodness If you are unfamiliar, I will take you way back to season one, which was like, I don't know how many years ago when Kristen Bell was like almost unknown, like she wasn't famous yet. Um, Kristen Bell plays Veronica Mars. She's the only daughter of a single dad. Her mom took off. He's a PI. She kind of helps him with the PI stuff while she's a teenager. She's in high school. She used to be popular. Then uh, this tape gets out of her and everyone else you know everyone decides to feel differently about her um, and she has to deal with that she she's trying to live with what it was like to be roofied and raped and all this stuff that's like the undercurrent stuff that's not what the show is about the show is about solving an overarching mystery of who killed her best friend it's about being a teen it's about dealing with people's perception of you and your own perception of yourself and it's about being a tech goddess and a smart ass and that's the two characteristics that I love the most Veronica Mars will get you every time she's super smart and anytime these haters try to hate on her she turns it around on them and it is so great it's just so great So the first three seasons were perfection, and then it got canceled, much to people's chagrin. I don't know why y'all weren't watching it to begin with. You should have been. Then there was a movie, you may recall, that was crowdfunded off Kickstarter. Saw the movie, loved the movie, but I will say the movie did feel kind of like like a Band-Aid on the Veronica Mars sorrow That we were all feeling you know it it was a great mystery and we got to see veronica and logan back together and we caught up kind of with some of who was doing what but it wasn't you know you can't capture all that angst and social politics and cast system in a two-hour movie and you really if season four could have been way longer uh, that's my only complaint about season four but anyway Oh my God, I've been talking about Veronica Mars for a long time. Veronica Mars, it's number three. You are doing yourself a disservice if you don't go watch it. Okay, number two. Number two is um, a short-lived, almost like mini-series because it's based on a Stephen King book. So it's not like there's gonna be more seasons, but it is a series of many episodes. And it's eleven twenty-two sixty-three, referring to November 22nd, 1963, when JFK was assassinated. It's based on, like I said, Stephen King novel of the same title, stars James Franco. It's excellent. Uh, I will confess, my husband wanted to watch it. He put it on and I was like, oh my God, here we go. (laughs) Because he and I don't always have the same tastes. And I was hooked. They're hour long episodes and we would end up staying up way too late every night to get through this thing because it was so good. So here's what it's about. James Franco plays this high school teacher. He's divorced he goes to this diner the guy who's owned it you know like forever something weird happens i'm not going to explain what something weird happens and james franco ends up going back in time to stop the jfk assassination because he believes it's the right thing to do for a variety of reasons but in true stephen king fashion there's never an easy answer and let me tell you when this show was over I could not stop thinking about it. I bet for two weeks I would lay in bed at night, like going back over like, yeah, but if this, then this and God, but then he ended up with this and he still couldn't this and oh, and the pain. It's like this, it's like this exquisite pain at the end of the show. And if you watch it, you'll know exactly what I mean. Very good. So good. So, so good. Um, it reminded me of, I'm trying to think of, a good Stephen King show, an allergy, but I really can't. It's just really excellent. Um, the production values fantastic, and it's a thriller. You won't be able to stop watching it. I guarantee. Uh, it won lots of Saturn Awards. It was nominated for an Emmy for visual effects, um, and it was nominated by the Writers Guild. It didn't capture a whole lot of critical praise. Hey, um, but yes, eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Uh, And like I said, jumping back, number one, you knew what it was going to be, Handmaid's Tale. I already covered it. I'm not covering it again. If you missed any of my top five, here were my top five. Number five, Runaways. Number four, Future Man. Number three, Veronica Mars. Number two, *112263*. and number one, Handmaid's Tale, which I refuse to watch. I also mentioned that there's a bonus on top of all this. So my favorite show right now, oh my God, I love this show, is Letterkenny. And it kind of falls into the nerd category because you have to be a certain kind of a nerd to love Letterkenny. You have to love wordplay, the writing on Letterkenny. Oh my God, it's near poetry. The delivery of the lines is so stylized. It's, it is a show unlike any you've seen. It's almost sketch comedy. It's, I wanna say it's Shakespearean. I mean, I'm not kidding. The writing is excellent and you really have to pay attention. Sometimes you have to back up to really get the full flavor of what they're saying. But meanwhile, remember a little while ago, I said how I really like raunchy comedy. There's a little bit of raunch, not like slapstick broad comedy, not in any way, shape or form. In fact, many, many of their scenes, the actors are perfectly still. It's so stylized and the the words are just like out of their mouth. I freaking love this show. And if you're nerdy, you're going to dig it because there's so many, so many catchphrases and scenarios to hang your hat on. And if you're a fan, you know exactly, you know, like allegedly. Pitter-patter, better get at her. Uh, Your spare parts, bud. (laughs) Your spare parts, bud. That's one of their insults. Hi, How how are you? Pretty good, and you? Oh, not so bad. So the nerdy part is all the wordplay and playing uh, playing with the typical story tropes. But (laughs) if you grew up rural like I did, dude, you have got to watch Letter Kenny. It starts every uh, episode with, Letter, 5,000 people live in Letterkenny. This is their problems. Because if you grew up rural like I did, I don't even think there were 5,000 people in my county. <laughs> you will so relate to it. It's very rural. It's farm. it's from Canada. I kept wondering why I had never really heard anything about the show and why they kept saying, "oot." I thought they were Minnesotan. it's from Canada. Um, It won the Canadian Screen Awards in 2019 for Best Actor, Best Comedy Writing, Best Direction. It also won in 2018, and it's been nominated for Canadian Screen Awards, Best Comedy Series. It's won and been nominated for all these Canadian awards. It's so, so good. Oh, it's so good. I can't even tell you. They say really filthy things nothing you never see anything raunchy or filthy but they say real horrible things it's so good pitter patter better get at her um and i have links to that stuff over there too um and if you just catching up hello what's your letter kenny oh crystal i i i will admit it may not be for everyone i just it is hilarious and if you can get into the letter kenny groove Whew. i i there's four I think there's four seasons so far and there's dVds available. I do have links over there, but it's just they're twenty some minute episodes, so they must have been a half hour in Canada. It's just they're hilarious, oh my God, they're so hilarious um so that is my bonus show. What else do I have to say? oh So that's it yep those are my five shows and letter kenny oh and i also have a link in the description to a bunch of stuff on etsy (laughs) people on etsy they are on the letter kenny train they've got pitter patter better get at her shirts and stickers they've got allegedly (laughs) they've got spare parts bud they've got super soft birthday party decorations and things and if you want to know what a super soft birthday party is you totally have to watch letter kenny it's just really, really good. So the, all those links are over there in the description. That is my top five Hulu's. If you want to be part of my monthly giveaway, sign up for my email newsletter. You can go to plussizenerd.com/slash/sign-me-up. You will be on the email newsletter which i send out about once a week and gives you updates on videos and try on videos and stuff like that but you also get entered for my monthly giveaway and this month i am giving away supergirl the complete fourth season dvd blu-ray it's got deleted scenes and bloopers and extras and all kinds of stuff thank you warner brothers home video for sending me that dvd and i also have an awesome super awesome facebook group where we're all chatting about nerdy stuff and plus size stuff and clothes and frustrations and wins and what it's like to be a plus size nerd. There's nothing like being a plus size woman who is a nerd. There really isn't. So you can join my Facebook group. I've got a link uh, over here in the description. Or if you just click on the groups tab, you can join. And thank you for coming, guys. Wow. Thanks for watching my video. I sincerely appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to leave them. I'll get back to you. And in the meantime, I will see you next week at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Facebook Live again. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. I've got some interviews lined up coming up at the end of September and into October. And uh, <laughs> you paid oh, oodles of money to me, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, my God. Uh, there's really only one one person I would pay a ton of money to meet and even then I don't know I would embarrass myself if I met him in real life. <laughs> it would, it wouldn't go very well. Anyway. <laughs> did you did you did you embarrass yourself when you met Tom Hiddleston? He would be a hoot to meet. He would be so much fun because he's so funny and he would have to do impressions. That's what I would want him to do is impressions. All right guys, I will see you next week. Peace out. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you found a new TV show to discover. And again, this episode is brought to you by Hulu, which I use on a daily basis. It's got anime, it's got movies, it's got TV shows. We just love it. Go to plussizenerd.com Hulu to start your free seven-day trial. And if you want to connect with me or find out more about Plus Size Nerd, just start at plussizenerd.com. I've got links for all the social media channels there, and there are blog posts that cover everything that I've covered in YouTube videos and in the podcasts. Go to plussizenerd.com for more information.